0: Trade deadline season has been wild. The Canucks are making moves. The whole league is making moves. Coming up on today's episode of Locked On Canucks, we'll dive into the evolving trade rumors between the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Vancouver Canucks and talk about some realistic pieces who could be involved in that deal. Is Brock Besser being traded? Who knows? But you got Begsy, you got Bowen, and you're listening to Locked On Canucks. You're Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And that's right. Locked on Canucks is back. My name is Trevor Beggs. I'm a Canucks writer and a part-time credentialed media member. Part-time. hi, Vancouver. Let's go, man. Let's go. Hey, and that's that's Kyle Bowen. But before we dive into our first show, we want to thank you for tuning in. And as we get into the groove, we hope you get into the groove with us and make Locked On Canucks your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, where the best way you can help us grow is to listen every day. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. And I'm stoked to be here with my longtime brother in pain, Yo. We've both been suffering through covering this team for our whole lives. Kyle wow. Bowen, my brother, how you doing, man? Whole
1: lives, I guess you could kind of somewhat say that, covering the Canucks our whole lives. Kind of, right? You got, you got, If you really think about it, you know, you, you're a young chap, you watch every game, you're going to school and you're talking about that game, you're not recording it, you're not producing something out of it, but you're still talking about it. Yeah, we've been covering the Canucks since, what, 2002, 2001, so thanks for joining us, and Begs you got to say, man, for the first time, introducing the show and doing an ad read, bro, you're you're talented, man. You're talented, man.
0: Hey, that's that's why I'm happy to be doing the show with you, buddy. And I, I don't think I'd be doing this on my own because, you know, I, I got a big ego and I need a little tire pumping. And I, and I know you're there for me for that. Of course. Um, you know, covering this team and watching this team is not a lot of fun. But this week, this week's been a ton of fun, man. I mean, what did we miss? Seriously, in the last 24 <laughs> hours, Patrick Kane gets traded. Jonathan Quick gets traded. Uh, but of course, this is the Canucks podcast, we're talking about the Luke Shen trade, which is probably <laughs> going to be the third thing we talk about today. But the first thing we have to talk about is all this smoke between the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Vancouver Canucks. And, and let me just break down the timeline a bit for people who who maybe don't have all the moving parts. But on Sunday night, Shayna Goldman of The Athletic tweets out that JT Miller could be traded. And then on Monday morning, we find out that JT Miller is, in fact, not traveling to Dallas where the Canucks played because he was injured. Was it a real injury? Was it a fake injury?
1: Who knows? But I think
0: we assume it's a real injury. And then yesterday, everything really started to happen. Uh, Matt Venzel from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette reports that the Canucks and Penguins discussed a JT Miller trade, that it was the Canucks who initially called the Penguins to see if they had interest in JT Miller, who, of course was raised about 40 minutes away from uh, where the Pittsburgh Penguins play. Um, And then Shana Goldman again, she was on fire, man. She continued to add fuel to the fire by saying that the Canucks wanted to move a substantial player with term prior to the deadline. And then the talk started to focus or shift from JT Miller to Brock Besser. Uh, Patrick Johnson from the province tweeted out that Brock Besser was the Penguins' primary target. Others started to follow suit. Then the Penguins waved Brock McGinn and Mark Freeman to clear up calf space. Kyle, what what did you make of everything that happened yesterday? And how do you see this playing out?
1: I definitely think that there's just way too much smoke about this JT Miller going to Pittsburgh thing. Look, there's no chance, no chance that Pittsburgh is taking $56 million off of the Canucks books, to acquire, what, an almost 30-year-old J.T. Miller? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not going to happen, especially with that core. You know, Malkin, Latan, Crosby. You know, they're, they're still talented players, but they're towards the end of their quote-unquote careers. And, I mean, by the time you're in year three, year four of that J.T. Miller extension, which hasn't even kicked in yet, there's a good chance that two of those players could be gone for Pittsburgh, you know? So it doesn't really make any sense for any team really to just take on that type of deal without the Canucks having to do a little bit of taking on themselves when it comes to obtaining some salary. And I don't think the Canucks are even going to go down that route because it would, it would just be a slap in the slap in the face of themselves because they had an opportunity to do this last season. Then they, they extended JT Miller and what, seven months later, they're going to, they're going to take something off the chin to get rid of a guy who let's be honest and let's be real. The dude, the dude is not a bad hockey player he's far from that he's put up a lot of points since he's been with the Vancouver Canucks and I think he's always gonna put up those points and again I don't think the the Canucks are gonna take any salary slash take a lot less just to get rid of that contract I just I just don't think I don't think Rutherford and Alvin have have it in them to like get rid of that much pride to uh to make a move like that like that was one of their first big moves now if you go over to Brock bester that one just makes way too much sense way too much sense Brock bester's you know, done a lot for the community, been around for a while. But for me personally, I just feel as if the dude deserves a change of pace, a change of scenery, something refreshing for the dude. And he's gone through a lot over the last couple of years. And his output for the Canucks, I think, if you look at the numbers, it's not the worst. It's far it's far away from being the worst. But with that salary and just seeing him game to game, it's just, it just seems like it's time. It's time to move on from Brock Besser. And I think... If the Canucks can get something from from him and for him, I'm sorry, and use Pittsburgh as their trade partner and possibly get a defenseman back, that's that's the route that they're going to go. But, yo, yo, I don't know, dude. I don't know. Why, why would Pittsburgh want to trade uh, a Patterson, uh, a, a, one of their defensemen, for a guy that's making a lot of money in Brock Besser and can't even crack, like, the top six consistently sometimes? You know what I'm saying? Like, it just – it doesn't make a lot of sense i feel like this may be uh like one of those vancouver media slash let's talk about something type of stories because it just it just seems too good to be true again brock buster's making a lot of money trevor a lot of money but,
0: but here's the thing right we talk about it maybe being driven by vancouver media but this is Shayna goldman from the athletic i think she lives in new york like she's definitely not a, a vancouver that's true that's, true that's true that's these true That's reports uh on that being said i think her initial report was about jt miller and I think later in the show, you know, maybe we'll, t- we'll touch on Miller and uh, some other wingers on the Canucks with Term who uh, could be involved in this deal that aren't b- really being talked about. But for now, the smoke is around Brock Besser, and I think the Penguins just need to make a splash. They are mediocre offensively. They're 13th overall in goals right now. They're mediocre defensively. They're 16th in goals against. So I think they just want to make a splash. I think Ron Hextel is under pressure to make a deal right now. And we've seen for Brock Bester in the past, you know, for the first three NHL seasons, his first three full NHL seasons, at even strength, he scored at a first line rate. But the last two seasons, he's just fallen off a cliff. Mm-hmm. And this season in Vancouver, I think it's pretty telling that Andre Kuzmenko got all the opportunity ahead of him. Um, and now Anthony Bolivier comes out of nowhere. Is it Bolivier, Bolivier or Bevillier? It's, it's Beauvillier. Not, not like Bolivia. It's Beauvillier. Boliv- my, my bad. Come on, um,
1: Trevor. It's the first episode, man.
0: Come on. Oh, there, there's, there's many more scripts to come, <laughs> but uh, we, we appreciate you. Uh, we appreciate you listening to us. 100%.
1: And, um, yo, yeah, sorry to cut you off, but that's another thing, too. I'm not sure if the, the Vancouver Canucks are putting Beauvillier on Pedersen's line just to raise his value. You never know what's going to happen tomorrow. You never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Maybe he gets shipped off after, what, less than a month of being a Vancouver Canuck. But he just he just puts in that work, and he's a different— type of player in your top six and he's visible almost every shift because of like his work ethic and Brock Besser's not a lazy player but he's a different type of player he's a different type of player and I don't know if he really fits that talk it mold and again talk it just guy here and he's not even giving Besser a sniff with Patterson who, who yeah like Brock Besser and who, that's who, why yeah I think...
0: go ahead I was going to say, and that's why I think Brock Besser could have some success in Pittsburgh because we've seen this season. He has not played with a puck distributor. There's only one puck distributor really on the Canucks um, at center and it's Pedersen and Miller to a lesser extent. But as we know in Vancouver, this hasn't been Miller's best year, mm-hmm. especially at even strength. Um, yeah. So you, if Besser goes to Pittsburgh, you know, Crosby and Malkin are two of the best playmakers of this generation. I blame us. Um, yeah, now I both blame us. They have their own right now. What's that? Sorry.
1: Uh, again, I just cut you off again, Biggs. We got to like have some cues. Here. But I, 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 you just got me like riled up for whatever reason, you know? I'm not, I am not—I haven't been super, super impressed with JT Miller this season. But I will say, man, for whatever reason, and I guess the biggest reason is, yeah, back checking is important and playing defense is important and blah, blah, blah. You're getting paid a lot of money. You got to do a little bit of everything. But it just seemed as if going into this season, we as a city, as a nation, we just want to change the way JT Miller was doing business on the ice. And it's kind of f- I don't know if I can swear on here, but it's kind of crazy. Okay, we'll we'll bleep that out because he's been—he's been one of the best offensive contributors across the league over the last couple of years. Like you could argue that he's like what top thirty, top forty in points. And all of a sudden, he signs his extension, and we just want to transform this player. And we didn't even want to do it gradually. You know, we demanded that JT Miller turn into you know like a top thirty Selkie candidate out of nowhere. And it's just again, I know he's a professional athlete, and he's supposed to ignore the news and. Ignore the fandom, but man, since he signed that extension, we just wanted more and more different things from JT Miller when maybe we should have just left the dude alone and let him do his thing and that's be a point-per-game player and just create chances. And I don't know, just for whatever reason, I think we're just expecting way too much out of a player that was already doing too much. A A lot of good things for the Vancouver Canucks.
0: Yeah, you heard her from Kyle Bowen first. Leave JT alone.
1: Leave JT alone because we're stuck with him. $56 million, bro. It's it's He's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere.
0: Real talk. Yeah, I mean, there, there was this tidbit from uh, Sportsnet's Ian McIntyre on a radio interview earlier this week. And on the road last week, he talked to JT Miller, uh, who told Ian McIntyre that, I'm not going anywhere. So... Yeah, he's either bluffing with the in, or he's not going anywhere, which is the most likely option. And and I think you're right. You know, it's it's a hockey, it's a crazy hockey market. Um, and JT again set the bar really high for himself last season mm-hmm. and hasn't lived up to it this year. And for that reason itself, fans are criticizing. And obviously, there's the contract. And and, and let's let's not beat around the bush. The Canucks should have traded JT Miller. It didn't make sense to sign him based on his age, based on where the Canucks were at in their cycle, but he's here now, so exactly, I think you know, Canucks fans should probably just accept that he's here and make the most of it because he, he is still a talented player. Uh, now, Kyle, I do want to talk about some potential trades involving the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Vancouver Canucks, uh, some potential pieces that could come back in return, but first, let me tell you why I have a day job. Okay. I use Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed, because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applicants that meet your must have requirements, or else you don't pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites, hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Indeed partners with you every step of the hiring process. Find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessment, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description. And you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, you only pay for quality applicants that meet your must-have requirements. One of the things I love most about Indeed is you can find candidates like Kyle and I instantly. With Instant Match, over 90% of employers get quality candidates as soon as they sponsor a job post, according to Indeed data. Candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your post at Indeed.com slash on. Offer is valid through March 31st. Go to indeed.com slash locked on to claim your $75 credit before March 31st indeed.com slash locked on terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed. And before we get into some of these potential trades that I talked about, let me say something obvious. The NHL trade deadline is this Friday, March 3rd. Join us live on the locked on NHL YouTube channel from 11 to 2 p.m. Pacific time, breaking down the biggest deals from across the league. Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: What what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do on deadline day? You know, now we're part of this network. We gotta cover the Canucks real time. Now, are we gonna are we get like cracking beers at nine o'clock in the morning or what?
0: You know what? If I uh, if I wasn't working at a day job, I would crack a beer at nine a.m. It's not the earliest I've cracked a beer this year. That was uh, Super Bowl Sunday, or I guess Super Bowl Monday because I was in uh, Indonesia watching it. So first beer that day cracked at 7 30 a.m but hey you you and I are working man you and I gotta hop on here and uh if there's any even trade if there's any even any trades to go down that is I mean there's so much has happened it's been such a wild trade deadline season I'm not sure what's gonna be left on Friday
1: yeah we'll we'll see we'll see what happens and you know again Begsy and I are working working a lot doing a lot of things in this thing called life and I, I think that's why if, if you're watching this or listening to this follow the podcast subscribe to the YouTube channel you know Begsy's having Having a second child soon, okay? So let's let's help this guy out so he he doesn't have to work eighteen hours a day so he can take his children to soccer practice, okay? For real, for real. <laughs> Subscribe.
0: <laughs> yeah, seriously. I uh, I wasn't sure how my wife was gonna feel about it when I yeah. uh, kind of talked about potentially joining Locked On, but thank, thankfully she was supportive and said you should go for it and chase your dreams.
1: Wow. I, I wonder
0: if she might feel differently once I. Uh, you know, once I start getting to the meat of this, five days a week. But of course, uh, yeah. amen. What, what if the you and I if, are living the dream, man?
1: Exactly. I, I could definitely see you know one, uh, one of your children having to go, you know, ice skating or something, and you telling your family like, yeah, I can't do it because I gotta talk to Kyle on Locked On Canucks and talk to the people, most importantly. Which it happens, yo. Who's more important? These people or the family? You know? <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out.
0: Yeah, <laughs> if uh, if we're in your earbuds right now, you're the most important person to me. There you go, That's one love. Right I love you.
1: I love you. If you're listening to this, wow, I wow. love you. Maxi, nice. I, I know you have the itinerary in front of you, but w- would you? speaking of love, are you going to be, like, if if a guy like Brock Besser goes or Eddie Canuck goes on the deadline, are, are you going to be, like, a little sad? Do you have, like, any connection to any of these players? Now you've been in the dressing room. You've been talking to them. Is it a little different for you?
0: well I I think we'll touch on this guy uh at the end of the show okay. but you know Luke Shen was probably one of the best guys I had dealt with and and now I will say for the viewers I uh you know locker room access only opened up again this season so uh this has my, been my first year uh being in the locker room on a part-time basis um well Luke Shen just you know really easy guy to talk to like willing to answer any question um so yeah, I, I really enjoyed Luke Shen. And in terms of Besser, who's the other you know, primary focal point of this episode, um, you know, I, I would be happy for him to get a fresh start. There was one story I know I told you before, but I was in a scrum with Besser that night against Arizona back in December, where he was going to get healthy scratched. Dakota Joshua got mysteriously injured. And then Besser get, ended up going back into the lineup. It was hockey fights cancer night. Uh, he ended up scoring in that game mm-hmm. and he was super emotional after the game talking about how much it meant to him to play and score in that game because of his father who passed away and then as he's like almost in tears like talking about this the next question was so you're apparently you're in trade rumors with your agent and i just i cringe so hard like i get from the media standpoint why you ask that question you know the people want to know this stuff but from a human standpoint it was it was tough to hear it was tough to see the look on brock's face going through that and yeah, there. I know these guys make millions of dollars, and it's easy to kind of sit behind our phones and computers and, and criticize. But that was a moment where I really felt bad for Brock. So you mentioned before that we hope he gets a fresh start, and mm-hmm. um, I just hope he's happy, man. I hope he finds some happiness and rediscovers that success he had in the NHL during his first few seasons, whether oh, that's in Vancouver or elsewhere.
1: Oh, one hundred percent. And again, you and I are doing this, and so many people do this on different levels. And fans, just in general, you know, they kind of do this too, and we can go ahead and criticize players and get mad at players and say the things we want to say because, I don't know, that's how th- this dynamic somehow works with sports and fandom and people, and it kind of doesn't make sense because there's not really a right time to be quote-unquote mean to anyone in this thing called your life, but here we are doing it pretty much on a daily basis. With all this being said, I, again, I'll say this, Brock Bester is one of the – I've never met the dude, but from what I've heard and from how he's dealt with things – with Vancouver through his time here, dude. The dude seems as if he's one of the greatest human beings on earth. For real, he just gets it. He gets it for real.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a good dude, and that's why you know it's it's fun to discuss trades. But there is that human element aside from it. Um, but that being said, this this is a messy transition. But I do want to talk about three potential trade scenarios involving hey. the Canucks with Besser, and you know maybe it is Beauvillier or Garland as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of. Besser Beauvillier and Garland Besser's been the most disappointing this season and he's the most expensive mm-hmm. so it's kind of fair to wonder you know whether Beauvillier or Garland might be the target instead um but let's let's stick with Besser for now as the potential target and, and again whether it's Besser or another winger I kind of see three potential options here or three scenarios you know the Canucks trade Besser or said winger to the Penguins for defensive help and two of the targets that are most discussed and make the most sense are probably Marcus Pedersen He makes just a shade over $4 million a season, which expires uh, two years from now in 2025. Or Pierre-Olivier Joseph, who only makes $825,000, and that deal expires in 2024. I'm going to throw out a third option, and that is Jeff Petrie. I know the Penguins just traded for Jeff Petrie, but he actually plays less than Marcus Pedersen, especially at even strength. So I do wonder if maybe the Penguins, again, Marcus Pedersen's younger. He's cheaper. Do they value him more than Jeff Petrie? Jeff Petrie makes six point two five million dollars a season, so two million more than two million and change more than Marcus Pedersen, and his deal also expires in two years from now. Um, do you see any of those players as potential fits for the Canucks in your eyes?
1: Well, I think I would love for them to get someone like. Is it Petterson? Is that how you pronounce it as well? Damn, that could yeah, be Yeah, Marcus Petterson. So we could have be, three Petersons exactly. on the Canucks. I
0: think that would be pretty hilarious. In-
1: including including two defensemen that have that same same last name. I just feel like it's such a pipe dream to get a guy like that who's who's making not quote-unquote not a lot of money and from what I've heard, uh based on some radio shows in the city, he's been Pittsburgh's best defenseman this year. <laughs> that's what that's what I'm hearing. I don't watch a lot of Pittsburgh Penguins games, but I just don't see that type of deal happening for Brock Besser or Connor Garland or Bovillia. I just don't see that happening. You, you brought up the the Joseph kid, and again, I've never watched the deep play. I barely know know this guy. I think that's that's where they could go, and if the Canucks could shed that much salary in a trade like that and acquire the, a defenseman back that could work out, that's a that's a that's a win win. I mean, that's the thing about this whole Brock Besser type of trade, even if the return isn't. A lot. Just having that dollar amount off the books is going to do a lot for this team, who's paying eight million dollars for Oliver ekman larson So it's like that matters, bro.
0: <laughs> Real talk. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So that's kind of scenario one. You know, Besser or Winger gets traded for defensive help. uh Number two, it's probably the option I like the most is Besser for a cap dump and kind of juice that return, get mm-hmm. get a higher draft pick in return. So some of the players I had in that cap-dump category, and to be honest, I think the only one who is a true cap-dump would be Brock McGinn, who just got waived. He could, He's likely gone unclaimed uh, by the time we finish recording, although who knows, Kasperi captain got claimed, so I could see Brock McGinn also getting claimed. Mm-hmm. He makes $2.75 bucks, and that deal also expires in two years after this season in 2025. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of the Penguins' top penalty killers in terms of ice time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could see him included in any potential return as well. Canucks obviously penalty-killing help, <laughs> um, and then, and that yeah, we, we know that. Are, yeah. One of these episodes, we're going to talk about this historically bad PK because it's pretty wild that Canucks are going to set history there, um, but some uh, some other players in that uh, cap dump category, I talked about Jeff Petrie. He could be in there, 6.25 million, 35 years old. Jason Zucker, 5.5 million, uh, expires this year, so he is a UFA in the summer uh Ricard Raquel has been tossed around he makes five million bucks but they just resigned him mm-hmm. he's signed for five years past this season as well Raquel and Zucker are both in their top six I, I do wonder I don't know we talked about it off the top does this make sense for the Penguins uh, It obviously makes sense for the Canucks to try to clear some cap space and get some futures but you know Zucker and Raquel uh, although they've been up and down are both in top six roles for the pens so Yeah, Um, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't
1: make any sense, bro. It makes no sense. Why would they move all those pieces around, even though I understand the the dollar hit and uh, the logistics behind a situation like that. But why would they do all those things in order to bring Brock Besser in when they're in win-now mode, you know? I feel as if they would want to keep some of those guys they did sign or who they believe in, add Brock Brock, Brock Besser, sorry, to the mix and take a run at it, you know? So I just don't see those things happening, especially because, once again, it's not, yo, Brock Bester's not lighting the world on fire. He's not an impact player every game. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? He's probably going to give you just as much value on most games as uh, Ricard Raquel, you know? Real talk. Just the way it is the way it is again I I don't I don't watch five years younger
0: too which is worth mentioning yeah um and and that's why and even in this last category I I still think actually that Connor Garland might make more sense for Mm -hmm. the Penguins Mm -hmm. middle six guy cheaper salary you know Ron Hexel said he wants someone with term Mm -hmm. and you know if Brock McGinn and uh Mark Freeman do clear the Penguins should have 4.25 million in cap space the Canucks obviously have about seven because LTIR yeah so if you trade Connor Garland for let's say Brock McGinn a pick and a prospect. The cap works both ways, so um, that Here's could be a my potential guy. option there. Here's I, my I will say, and that, that was kind of my third category was you know Besser or Garland or said winger for a cap dump plus a prospect. So uh, the only prospect I really like in Pittsburgh in terms of my viewings had been Philip uh, Philip Um, I believe he was a, a Toronto pick who got traded at some point, um, but he kills penalties. He's even played a couple NHL games where he's been a big penalty killer for Pittsburgh. Uh, his production, he's gone from almost uh, half-point-a-game to point-a-game guy in the AHL. So the Canucks are targeting a prospect. He's a, he's a versatile center-slash-winger who kind of kills penalties and does it all. So he's the main guy. I like. I'm not really a fan of most other uh, prospects in the organization. And their prospect pool is ranked 29th, according to the Athletics. So uh, you're not going to get too many uh, grade-A prospects out of Pittsburgh. But I think Philip Hlander is the one to kind of target there. Mm-hmm.
1: There you go. I wish I could add on to that. But, yeah, I don't know anything about this, dude. So,
0: carrying on. We're we're kind of agreeing that it's Connor Garland to Pittsburgh, eh? (laughs) Well,
1: that's a a really interesting point because I could could see the Canucks moving off of Connor Garland. And I could also see them in other terms or, for lack of a better term, doubling down on Connor Garland and just moving forward with him because of his connection with Rick Tockett you know, and he may fit that mold. And we're kind of seeing what a guy like Beauvillier could do with a guy like Patterson. I'm not saying Garland can do the same things, but it's, maybe he could, maybe he could just that.
0: He, he did wor- it for a first stretch exactly. last year. Exactly. So
1: it's that work ethic, that type of player that you can kind of pair up with a guy like Patterson. Now, do you need two of those guys in your top six? I'm not sure. Taking up what close to $10 million. Probably, probably not because this team needs a lot of help on the back end and clearing out some cap space can be a way to go get that. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Rick Tockett, Connor Garland, can see that continuing. Yeah. Just a lot of things, man. Holy moly, dude. This, this, Jim Benning, yo. Jim Benning, bro. I know oh, he's not no. here anymore. Oh, no. Jim I Benning is the long. worst general... general. He's never <laughs> going to get a job again. He's never going to get a job again in the NHL. Yeah.
0: All the best yeah. to Jim Benning yeah. and his family. Yeah. Um, we're, we're, we can rip Jim Benning in the offseason. There's lots of time for that. The yeah. Canucks are still in a mess because of him. Uh, but in the final segment, we've got to talk about an actual trade the Canucks made. Uh, but first, let's talk a little bit about the NBA. I know you and I are trying to become big NBA fans here. Um, but the midway point of the NBA season is here. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Whoa. That's bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on everything there from the money line to point scores and three-pointers drained. For example, the Portland Trail Blazers, who are my team, are on a four-game skid after getting crushed by your team, the Golden State Warriors, last night. And tonight, my Trail Blazers play the New New Orleans Pelicans. I don't like them winning on either the spread or the money line on the second night here in back-to-backs. But (laughs) you can also bet player props on FanDuel. And after putting up 71 points in one game earlier this week, Damian Lillard is hot. You can also find exclusive bets like two three-pointers scored in the first three minutes. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlays. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash lockedon. That's fanduel.com slash lockedon to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Wow. Wow!
1: Wow! Back from commercial break, and yo, I I just I just remembered what you said about a couple minutes ago about Fanduel, bro. You sounded like an NBA fan Can I? I just gotta say, bro, Trevor Beggs is a professional at this, yo, for real, dude. First time doing ad reads like this, and you're just you're doing it, man. You're doing it for real, for real. I'm I'm impressed. Uh,
0: and sh- shout out to the lockdown team. They told you don't uh, don't read the ads. <laughs> Uh, for the first time on air so I, I did give them uh, one read through before hopping on so wow you know I, incredible. I, I felt pretty warmed up and seasoned you know
1: incredible man uh, I'm, I'm
0: proud of you speaking of a guy that seasoned the Canucks traded the oldest player on their roster yesterday and that was Luke Shen who went to the Toronto Maple Leafs um I, I will say he got traded for a third round pick mm-hmm. which I think was completely fair I know people in Vancouver were thinking oh why couldn't he get a second round pick <laughs> I think that was classic fans overvaluing a player in their own market. Oh yeah. You know, Luke Shen has, has played above what people expected of him, especially five years ago when he was almost out of the league. But at the end of the day, I think Toronto kind of sees him as that six, seventh defenseman and why are you trading more than a second or a third round pick for a guy like that? Yeah. Um, I, I will ask you and give your thoughts on the trade too, if you want, but would you want to see him back in Vancouver? And do you think it's going to happen?
1: I think there's a better chance now and I can't take credit for this analyzation of things I think it's been said in the market over the last what like 16 hours or whatever but the Toronto Maple Leafs are actually in this area in this world right they I think they just played Seattle I think they're doing like a west coast road trip they're playing the Canucks on Saturday Luke Shen is expected alongside his wife obviously or his partner obviously to like having another kid so I think the Canucks I don't know if they went out of the way to like really look out for the guy but it just kind of allows Luke chant to be here longer while he waits for the team to get here and possibly witness the birth of a new child into his life. So I think there was a, there was a bit of back scratching done here, and it was it was nice. It was nice. Maybe that's not the biggest reason they did the trade because maybe the third round pick was appetizing enough. But it was cool seeing the Vancouver Canucks go down this route because in previous years, especially with. That betting regime, bro, they just, they didn't care about things like that, man. They didn't care about things like that. And Luke Shen has been a great ambassador for the team. Bro, in an, in an era where nobody's dropping the mitts, this guy did it so many times to defend guys like Quinn Hughes and Patterson. You know, he just wasn't afraid. And I'll have to, I have to admire that because those two players are players that are going to do a lot for this organization, you know, that are going to dig us out of this hole. And Luke Shen took fists to the face for those two players, and he did it over a couple of years, and he got better, bro. And, you know, you and I, right, you and I, a bit older in this thing called life, right? We've had our ups and downs. Luke Shen, Luke Shen, dude, years ago, this guy's washed out of the NHL, given no chance, yet we've seen his work ethic improve, improve, improve. He's never given up, and now he's playing the best hockey of his career, and it's kind of unseen because the league went a total different way. Right around, what, year four, year five, year six of when he entered the league. And it kind of didn't work out for him. It kind of went against him. But he never gave up. He never gave up. And I'll say it again. He's playing the best hockey of his career. Toronto got a good defenseman, bro. They really did. In fact, now he's a bit of an outlier in the NHL. I'm not saying, you know, he's a top four. He's going to he's gonna be the most important player in series. But I feel like he's put himself in a position where he can be a slight difference maker. That's because he's a different type of player in this NHL. So... I'm impressed by him, and I do think the Canucks, again by scratching his back, do have a chance to re-sign him. And I think he likes Vancouver, he likes the area. He's a bit older, older in life now. Maybe he just wants to stay put with his family. So yeah, I, I could see the Canucks re-signing him. That being said, it's not going to be the worst thing in the world if they don't. For real, for real.
0: Yeah, they just want. I'm going to go on the record right now and say that Luke Shen is not re-signing yeah. with the Canucks. And, and I'm gonna I'm gonna reference the uh, the UFA market from last season. I think Yan Ruda, similar player, went for like I think. Who's on Pittsburgh? I believe was like two point five million or 2.75 million. How about
1: million? Branson? Look at what Good Branson got last year. Right. There you go. Lucien's a better
0: player than Get Branson. has yeah. got four million. Exactly. So, and go get. I paid. mean, Lucien will be thirty-four, so mm-hmm. I don't think he's getting Good Branson money, but I think Luke Lucien could be in that two to three million dollar yeah. range, especially if he has a good playoffs with the Leafs. He deserves it, man. Individually, I hope he does, but I hope Toronto uh, has another first-round loss. He uh,
1: deserves just, it, you know, Luke not, Shen- not
0: Toronto lovers here on the west coast.
1: Luke Sh- Lucien deserves one more contract where he's getting a significant pay raise like real talk two to three million over like two or three years that's what he deserves and yeah just i don't know how that happened how did i become such a big luke shen luke shen fan more as a person than a player real talk because he just never gave up that's that's incredible yo you
0: know why it's because he's a beauty just like you kyle you are also a beauty and i i'm stoked to you know be doing locked on canucks with you uh, i've told you off the record i'm going to say it on the record i wouldn't have accepted this gig without you yeah, because you know you, you and I create some magic, man. We've been doing this for a little bit, and I'm, uh, you know, covering this crappy team is <laughs> better when I'm talking to you about it.
1: Yeah, man. Well, yo, friendship matters, and you've done a lot for me, and you've been loyal to me, and you've partnered up with me with a lot of my projects on my network all week with Kyle Bound. You can check that out too uh, if you just follow me on Instagram or Twitter. So again, when you asked to do this, I it was an obvious yes, and now. With that being said, I did it for you, but now I'm doing it for you and who I'm talking to with that second you as a listener. For real. I'm doing it for doing it for the city, you know? For real. For real.
0: There we go. Well, that, that wraps our first episode here of on Locked On Canucks. Thanks for making Locked On Canucks your first listen every day. Now make your second listen game to game, locked on NHL. Every moment, every performance, every result. Locked on game to game covers every game from across locked on NHL with the local analysis that only locked on can deliver follow game to game on locked on NHL available on audacity YouTube and wherever you get podcasts Kyle until next time
1: wait wait we got to ask a question we got to ask a question of the people okay for real we got they, they got to be engaged in the comments below okay so what, what should we Who, ask? who's getting
0: traded Brock Besser or Connor Garland
1: who's getting <laughs> traded Brock Besser or Connor Garland and are you gonna miss Luke Shen there you go there you go All right. I guess that's it. That's it. Until next time. Bye-bye.
0: Your Locked On Canucks. Your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.